Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Open Door Philanthropy Conference Special. We brought our microphones down to the Nexus U.S. Summit this year at the United States Institute of Peace. And in plain view of the Lincoln Memorial, over the course of two days, we conducted 10 interviews with a diverse array of conference delegates. Some of our guests, like Hank Love from the American Jobs Project, were actively fundraising. And I was able to convince Hank to submit a proposal to the unfunded list that's currently under review. Other guests, like Karen Yanis, were active funders. Karen ran Oprah Winfrey's foundation for 10 years. I was able to convince Karen to join the evaluation committee. We had a bunch of other cool folks sit down with us who were a little bit harder to find. On a personal note, this was just an absolute blast for me. Uh, I got the chance to interview some of my favorite people in a beautiful setting. We had amazing conversations. I hope you'll listen and understand that these represent just a microcosm of my own participation in Nexus over the years. I've been attending this conference for almost nine years now. Each conversation you listen to here, whether I've just met our guest or known them for years, is reminiscent of hundreds of conversations I've had in the halls of Nexus over the years. People ask me often how I've built such an impressive network. Uh, And I can tell you that it's because of conversations like these. At the very least, I think you'll find them entertaining. Please note that these were recorded live on site in a less than ideal acoustic circumstance. You can pretty much always hear me because I'm basically Shrek. Uh, But sometimes our guests are a little bit harder to hear. We'll do our best to make transcripts available since every word of these conversations were important and interesting. Uh, But for now, I hope you enjoy. sitting down. Hank is, uh, was the first volunteer we got uh, to sit down in the booth. Uh, hopefully not uh, the last, but um, even if he is, I think this will be a very interesting conversation. Uh, so uh, welcome to Open Door Philanthropy, Hank. Thanks, Dave. Uh, tell me a little bit uh, about yourself. Where are you from? So I'm originally from Michigan, uh, born and raised. Uh, I live out in uh, Berkeley in the Bay Area, California now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where in Michigan? Uh, I grew up all over Michigan, uh, the Detroit area and then moved to the Lansing region, okay. capital area. Right on. College up in Mount Pleasant, up north. All right. Uh, my father uh, is a Spartan, went to MSU, from Jackman originally. Jack- Jackson? Jackson, Mr. Jackson. That's where he's from. Yep. Yeah. That's not too far from where I grew up. I like people from Michigan. I like my father. I generally like people from Michigan. We're good folk. Do you think being from Michigan informs who you are today? Uh, I think so. Uh, I had a good, grounded family. Those those Midwestern values Mm -hmm. people talk about. Uh, Very well. Uh, But then you went to godless Berkeley. (laughs) Right? And what do you do there? You run some sort of enterprise. Yeah. So I run a nonprofit organization called the American Jobs Project. Yeah. What do they do? So uh, we do state-level economic development plans to try and help states create jobs in advanced energy technology. So anything that reduces energy consumption, uh, reduces energy in the in the processing of materials, or uh, creates low or no greenhouse gas emitting energy. Uh, terrific. Uh, and- 
and what are your, uh, how do you, what does success look like for you? How do you track like when you're being successful? What, is your, what are your metrics? So we have a lot of things that we can do directly that actually don't create an impact. <laughs> uh, and mm -hmm. more important is getting an indirect impact from our work. So we put together reports uh, that have policy ideas that we've vetted with lots of stakeholders on the ground uh, to make sure that they're politically feasible and that they have a lot of buy-in. Uh, we do some analysis to show uh, how many jobs could be created in a specific industry, and we identify wow. what kind of assets they have in their supply chain and value chain, in their innovation ecosystem, uh, how they access capital, and uh, what kind of workforce development uh, institutions they have. So the report is great. We do workshops. Those are great. Uh, we talk to a lot, a ton of stakeholders, which is great, but that doesn't actually make any change. So what we really aim for... It makes, I mean, it makes some, hopefully, eventually, some, yeah. right? Well, our, our real goal is to get the stakeholders that we work with on the ground to take action. So we try and arm them with good information and ideas that are supported broadly by uh, people who can make decisions, and then try and help them get those ideas out there and get them into legislation or sometimes non-legislative actions that government agencies can mm -hmm. do or build coalitions that can fight for specific strategies. Have you had a lot of success with the on the legislative front? Uh, in uh, this past year has been a really good year for us. Uh, we were asked uh, to uh, testify on how to create a green bank in Nevada uh, during their legislative session, and that was passed, uh, along with a lot of very progressive uh, energy policies. There was a lot of work going on on the ground from great organizations there, so we would never, ever take full credit for anything that happened in the policy realm because there was a lot of people working on it. <laughs> but uh, they asked us to come there to tell them what creates an effective green bank. Uh, and we believe that was helpful in making sure that they set the legislation in a really good way to, uh, to create the framework for the green bank. Mm -hmm. and we also updated our jobs uh, estimates for solar and uh, energy storage uh, while they were in committee the bills were in committee, uh, which helps show the economic upside of creating policies that will help those industries grow. Uh, outstanding. Yeah. We, uh, uh, the, you mentioned the, the topic of credit, uh, which is actually something that uh, has been on my mind lately. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, we had our first board meeting in person of the unfunded list, mm -hmm. uh, and we actually spent some time talking about that. In particular with us, we give feedback to an unfunded grant proposal, right? Yes. But we are not the fundraisers at those organizations. Mm -hmm. So if we give feedback to somebody, and then they improve their proposal and then they go win a grant somewhere else can I do I where what is my role in taking like we did help and I don't want to take anything away from them but I we have our own funders we need to be able to prove our impact somehow to folks and so I think and, and the nature of competition in this sector can be very very strange we shouldn't really we're not competing right like we all want we're doing this because we want the world to be better in yeah. the, and, and often in the same ways but because of the funding universe mm -hmm. right you end up as competition yes so it sounds like you're being thoughtful about what you take credit for we try and how, what is can you talk to me like your like organizational process like how did you determine what you're going to claim versus what you are uncomfortable with sure uh, so if we know that there were other groups working on the ground doing the same thing as we were doing like fighting for the same policies uh, and, and perhaps even had a more intense ground game on it we wouldn't ever say that we were uh, instrumental but we were additive 
to the conversation. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's local organizations doing the work. They're probably the most important ones to be doing that work. We can hopefully support them with good information by doing research uh, that shows best practices and metrics. But we wouldn't want to take any of the credit away from them because they're going to be the next important organization for the next fight. Mm -hmm. um, now, if, we, if somebody attributes credit to us on something in West, in West Virginia... <laughs> That's when it becomes easy, yeah. Yeah, in West Virginia, we had two of our policies wind up in the governor's energy plan, and they cited our report for those policies. So I feel like we can take some credit in getting those into the energy plan. I spoke at the West Virginia, energy, uh, West Virginia Governor's Energy Summit, so that I feel we had a very strong role in. So mm -hmm. we can take some credit. Um, and in, I'm I'm prepared to give you some 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 credit. I'll, I'll uh, and just from talking to you, I'm sure that you did contribute in in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, we were. Um, it's uh, interesting. Uh, Hank and I were uh, chatting before the show, uh, and one of the I pointed out uh, that uh, uh, in order to get unfunded list off of the ground. Uh, I the, the original funder was me and my family because I am involved in my family foundation. Uh, and in my opinion, almost every, or in my experience anyway, almost every nonprofit needs, like I, ideally, you're a rich person and you can just start it, right? Or you have, you, you have to meet somebody, but there needs to be some sort of spark, right? Because uh, you can't really get funding before you've done anything. The funders tend to want to like know that you've done it, right? But you can't do anything without any funding. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I, uh, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, you do not run your family foundation. <laughs> right? No. So what was what uh, what was? Uh, but that, that's not the only spark, right? It's not only family foundation people that I don't mean to apply that we're the only ones that can start things, right? Yeah. So what was that? Uh, what was that spark for you? Because I think our folks would be pretty interested. Yeah. So uh, the the chair of our our board is the former governor of Michigan, mm -hmm. and uh, I worked with her when she had she had the idea, the conception behind the organization itself and uh, was doing it as a university project. You ready to give her credit for that? A hundred percent. hundred percent credit for the idea behind all of this. Well, thank you, Governor. Yes, thank you. Great idea you had. <laughs> uh, and so she wanted to turn this into something more formal and get it funded. So I, I had experience in the nonprofit world working at a nonprofit in Michigan. So uh, we worked to find a funder who might be willing to give us some seed funding and we were able to get a foundation out of New York uh, to give us a half million dollar grant mm -hmm. to do a ridiculous amount of work and we came through on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and from there that led to a three year grant from them and uh, also a uh, private family office in uh, the Bay Area uh, gave us uh, a matching grant of uh, a half a million dollars. All right, uh, that's, that's pretty what's good. That's funded us over the past four years now. And you think the governor was the was a major impetus for this? I think so, because uh, I, whenever I go somewhere uh, with them or, or set up a meeting with somebody who's uh, you know, big foundation heads, uh, they don't know who I am. I'm not, I'm not an outspoken thought leader. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Well, once right. this podcast airs. I know. I'm <laughs> uh, but, you know, she opens doors. She's an amazing person, and uh, she's very passionate about uh, the subject of jobs and, and mm -hmm. trying to get them to places that need the most and are the most risk of losing them. And I think she has a bit of cult of personality around her that helps uh, get people on board with that vision. 
and uh, and credibility, I would think, right? So you're like you said, no one knows who you are. You're just this guy, Hank Love, right? You say, I'm Hank Love. I have this great idea. I want to do this thing. Can I have some money? No, thank you. I'm Hank Love. I have this great idea. The governor of Michigan likes it. Can I have some money? And and boom. Well, <laughs> is that least, more more or less? Once, at least once that's worked. But we still have the issue of all of many small nonprofits. Mm -hmm. uh, getting started we don't have a, a long organizational history and we don't have any reserves so uh, most large foundations would want us to have fiscal sponsorship from somebody uh, or, or want us to be three years old and have a half a million dollars in the bank before they feel comfortable giving us money yes so it's still a challenge despite uh, you know, we've met with plenty of foundations but we've only had one major foundation fund us and one family foundation fund us. so it's it's been uh, reception to that. Mm -hmm. It's still a very young organization. Absolutely. Uh, well, it is uh, getting a little bit noisier in here. I want to thank you uh, for stopping by. Uh, if there are uh, donors interested in energy jobs or things of that sort, what should they, I assume you'd be interested in, in here, what should they do to get in touch with you? Uh, they can contact me at the American Jobs Project, mm -hmm. love at AmericanJobsProject.us. Uh, that's great. Uh, and uh, one of the things I like to do for everybody who sits down in the booth with me uh, is uh, encourage you to send me your best uh, unfunded proposal next round. Uh, and it would also be great, uh, we were chatting about this before, we'd love to add you to the evaluation committee. Um, like I said, we, maybe we might even help identify some local on-the-ground partners for you or something like that. That sounds great. Happy to. All right, hey, I hope you enjoy uh, your sessions today at Nexus. Uh, there is plenty of coffee. Uh, and uh, I'll see you around. Thanks very much for sitting down. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.